0: C.J. Layton coming to you from inside the Phantom Radio studios in Lake Wales, Florida, home of the premier radio bowling talk show. Long ago, Bowler's Journal International called Phantom Radio a pioneer in the field of bowling podcasts because the show is regularly scheduled at the same time each week. The late Kegel owner, the great John Davis, told Len Nicholson to start this program because quote, people need to know what you know. End quote. This PBA and bowling writer Hall of Famer has now recorded over 1,200 shows and has featured over 425 guests since 2002. 20 years plus of bowling knowledge, story sharing, and true expertise. Phantom, we need to know what you know. So, Phantom fans, here's your host, Len Nicholson, The Phantom.
1: Well, thank you, CJ. And a reminder that Phantom Radio is presented by the Kegel Company. Well, Phantom fans, this week's guest has been with us before. It's been quite a while, and we're happy to have him back. He is one of the most talented and most versatile persons in the entire bowling world. He is a top international coach, a two-time USA member, a three-time collegiate national champion at Wichita State, He's won gold medals in worldwide bowling events. He's won Eagles at the USBC Championships, sixth on the all-time Open Championships average list for 30 years. He's a USP Hall of Famer, and more important, he's a great guy. So here's our friend, Steve Klimkin. Hello, Steve, and welcome back to Phantom Radio. Hey, Phantom, thanks for having me uh,
2: on again. You're right, it has been a long time, and I am very excited and, and eager to be back on your show.
1: Well, i got to tell you, you know, I called the boss. He said, you don't want me. You want Steve Klumpkin. He knows everything that's going on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's, uh, you know, I tell you what, it, you, you talk about, you know, Bill Chrisman. He, what an awesome, awesome guy. And I am uh, I am just honored that, that he thought it was uh, – Okay, to have me sit in in his place today, and uh, boy, this is uh, this is just a real special treat for me.
1: Well, he's a wonderful guy and a great family man, and I tell you what, uh, Storm the Bowlers Company, there's no question about it. We can talk about them all day long, but you know, I got a question that uh, I'm getting older, and you know, time seems to fly by. But if you would, please tell our listeners about how and when we met.
2: Oh man, Phantom! I got to tell you, this was uh, this goes back many years, and I got to tell you, I was a teenager at the time. I was working at the Showboat, and uh, I have my AARP card now, so that tells you how long ago it was, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Jack Cook, he was my boss. I had worked for him. My first job was at the Showboat. I was a scoring attendant, and I went to work in the pro shop. And uh, one of the cool benefits of being there in the pro shop, and I was working on my game a lot. Bill Hall helped me a lot there, and uh, is we got to test out and try some of the new advancements in uh, whether it was something that the ABC at the time was trying, like short oil. We went through and did that. Uh, but Jack would kind of recruit me to go down and check out and test and evaluate uh, new oil conditions, oil patterns, a new lane machine. And you were actually there with John Davis, and he had his new sanctioned technology machine there at the showboat on, on the pavilion side. It was on 71 to 106 side. And uh, got a chance to go over there and bowl just when I was a kid, try out the uh, new lane machine, share my thoughts, see what kind of differences uh, um, I felt, and it was just a really, really cool time in the sport.
1: Yeah, I remember that vividly. In fact, John even brought uh, a guy from Kegel. They took uh, motion pictures of it—they called it back then—video—and uh, we've still got that on hand. And as a matter of fact, uh, this is a little bit nostalgic. Uh, they put up music to that video that you were involved in, and it's the same song we use now. Something happening here, Buffalo Springfield—that turned out to be uh, John's favorite song. So you are part of history of Kegel. That's good to remember and. You know, everybody knows that now you're with Storm, the Bowlers Company, and you've been there for many, many years. <laughs> and my question is, how long, and what is your title now?
2: Yeah, I've uh, I've been here almost half my life now. I'll be uh, I'm closing in on 24 years here shortly. And uh, I've had a variety of, of positions and jobs here. You know, I started at the uh, the ABC tournament there at the booth in Salt Lake City in, in 1996. Done a, a variety of things here, but uh, presently now, and it's really just only been uh, the last couple months, I've really been focusing strictly on product development. I've, I've been doing this for a, for a while, but it was always mixed in with a variety of other duties. And, and now, uh, you know, one of the neat things we have here at Storm and you know, a lot of people have associated Storm and, and Rotogrip together. Rotogrip was our other, you know, one of our other brands that we had for a number of years. But we also have taken on uh, the 900 Global brand as well. And Master, several years ago, also was operating by itself in California. And we brought that in-house. And, and you look at 3G shoes. So there is just you know, there's been so much growth in the last five, six years or so here in uh, in Brigham City, Utah, that I really felt that we just needed somebody dedicated strictly to work on the development of new products and kind of seeing it all the way through to the marketplace, including the packaging and design. And, you know, one of the cool things, a good uh, good friend of the show, uh, Bill Hall, uh, he and I actually worked together. He had an idea a few years ago. This just came up on my uh, Facebook, on my Memories on here called a, uh, uh, the Power Glove. And it was one of the things that, uh, you know, to develop any kind of a new product takes a lot of time and work and effort, getting samples and all that such. And, you know, it took us about nine months or so uh, in total to do it and get it going. Uh, but uh, there's now, there's two gloves that we worked on together that are in the marketplace and they they do really well. These, uh, these Power Gloves have been a great hit. So that's just, uh, you know, going back a few years ago when we first started doing some of that stuff. That's kind of what I'm focusing on now is just doing all I can to make sure that the the industry has some uh, fantastic bowling products for the consumers.
1: Well, one of the things I talked a little bit about with Bill the other night at that High Roller 40th anniversary party, you know, you and how versatile you are. And I mentioned that in the opening. And not only are you talented, but, you know, you've been involved in a lot of different products uh, for a long time now. But You know, I like to go back in time sometimes. And I got to ask you, uh, what was storm like back in the early days?
2: Yeah, you know, you mentioned uh, back in the the high roller times. And I tell you, I can I can recall bowling. These were there was a couple of years there. Uh, You might remember Paul Renteria. I mean, he won won the two hundred thousand dollar prize, not just once, but twice uh, back there at the showboat. And I remember going down. Uh, when we were working at the booth um, in that the the ABC Nationals tournament that time ended up in June, and I remember um, you know just having a a, a trunk full of st- storm bowling balls and heading down uh, to the high roller at the Showboat, and you know we, we used to have uh, there'd be a lot of a uh, lot of money on the line. You're talking about twenty five thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars first prizes for the sweepers, and you know we're trying of course to bowl well for ourselves, but also at the same time, promote the new product. So, you know, we had a couple of, say, a couple of comp balls here and there, you know, it was like, hey, our, our brand new thunderstorm or lightning storm that had just come out or Thunder Road. You know, when we talked to some of the top players at the time down there, you know, and we're like, hey, we've got this new ball we've come out with. You know, at that time, their question would be, "Well, who's Storm? What is this? I don't even know what you're talking. <laughs> I don't even know what you're what you're talking about." It was a brand that nobody was familiar with, and the size of our office and the size of our manufacturing facility. Um, I mean, it was a it was a, a very very uh, small operation, really kind of close knit and tight. And you know, if you had a uh, if a call came in, you know, there was no real paging system. It was just you just you'd stand up and yell. Hey Dave, you here? To pick up the phone. <laughs> so that's that's yeah. kind of what it was like back in those days. And there was a lot of people that didn't know about us. And that was one of the really kind of cool, appealing things to me. You know, was to to come on uh, and sign on with a brand that was an up and coming one. You know, I liked the people at Storm. I loved Bill right from the get go. You could tell his his passion and his eye uh, just when he spoke. I mean, he really, really uh, believed in this thing that he was. That he was doing and it was brand new and it was a different philosophy in many ways related to sales and marketing and performance and i mean there was a lot of new things that we had back in the day that were industry first between the split, split density and the weight blocks you know in the el ninos i think you remember those phantom
1: yeah. uh we
2: had the first balls that had fragrance in them we had the first balls that had three color logos and we had balls with pba tour logos on them that we did with pro-ams uh we were the first company that did balls for the uh, when you go to the uh, ABC or the Open Championships. Now um, that, that we had balls that were affiliated with the Pro-Am that were there on display for your teams when you when you signed up, and and it all happened there in the mid 90s, right when I started, and it was just a really really cool time.
1: Well, you know, you start about talk about starting up back in the early days and all that. It's unbelievable how you guys are without question have become the greatest sponsor of bowling worldwide. You know, in the last. 22 years since I've been doing this show, you are my first sponsor. You stay with me every year, and anywhere that I've been around the world that a tournament's going on, there's the Storm logo. So you guys have, have come on like gangbusters, and you talk about a variety of bowling balls. Just two weeks ago, I got a ball in the mail from Storm for the 40th anniversary of the high rollers, because I was involved in that for a couple of years, and I'm sure it came from you, and <laughs> you didn't know that, that that's I knew it. that, but I'm taking that opportunity to thank you very much. I'll tell you, that's in my trophy case. It's a beautiful ball. What a replica of 40 years involved with the uh, uh, high roller.
2: Yeah, well, that's cool. I am so glad that you did get that, Phantom, because I tell you, that's that's one of the things as far as being in charge of product development that, yeah, I get these... Uh these different projects that are fall under my, my area. And then I just work to get them developed and make sure that, you know, Brad Edelman, what a supporter for bowling he's been to and a promoter for the sport uh, for all these years. And to get a chance just to work with him and get some colors and fragrances and logos and samples and, and work with our R&D lab and get that stuff done. You know, it just takes a little bit of time to develop, but it is a, that's a real rewarding thing. And, and I'm glad you mentioned that too, as far as, you know, seeing the Storm logo around the world, you know, I mean, that's one of the things when we go to the, the different tournaments and, and going back just a little bit here, you know, the first international uh, type of uh, coaching project that I had was with the uh, Korean national bowling team. And we had the Asian games. There was actually in South Korea. And, uh, and I remember John Davis there, and he was actually running the lanes himself and, and going through and working on some different oil patterns here for the guys and trying to figure out what it takes kind of control this, you know, this playing environment, which is, uh, I mean, there's quite a challenge. If I, if I do remember right, I mean, his initial goal was kind of starting out saying he just was trying to get, you know, two lanes to play the same. <laughs> you know, and to understand right the difference, the differences in in the, the 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 lane panels themselves the topography the oil patterns the slopes and the the tilts of the boards uh, from front to back and side to side and uh, we as bowlers know that when we go to places as as hard as they 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 do to try and make them kind of similar consistent, it's uh, it's something that I really think we're you know we're just continuously learning more and more about. And I remember John being there in, at the Asian Games, and, and since have been very fortunate to help a variety of different teams and programs and different tournaments and events around the world.
1: Well, no question about it. You know that's why I said you are unbelievably versatile, and and you mentioned the Asian Games, and I know you guys are pretty big over there in Asia, so. Tell us a little bit about that, if you don't mind. Yeah,
2: no, I love talking about that. The, uh, you know, one of the things that we, you know, very fortunate to have, and this goes right back to to Mr. Chrisman when he started with Storm and and started working with a couple of individuals, uh, Ron Woods from Las Vegas, and and Robert Dong as well, to to learn and understand bowling outside of the U.S. a little bit. You know, I was I was lucky enough to be on Team USA twice, in 1991 and 1994. Um, so this was you know long before there was as much of a connection worldwide via the internet and watching live streaming events and seeing Facebook posts and videos and YouTube and all this stuff Um, but I had traveled a little bit I'd been to Malaysia I'd been to Singapore but the development that Storm had and what I was and have been fortunate enough to work with over the last couple years has been the coaching uh, program specifically in South Korea and in Singapore and the one thing that you'll quickly see when you go and when you travel and even when you see some of these you know it wasn't too long ago we had the world championships uh, has been here in the U.S. a couple of times in the last in the last decade and the amount of talent of these players that you'll see and we've seen some of their successes uh when they come over here on the ladies tour pwba tour sherry tan for example led the women's u.s open last year she's from singapore uh you'll see some of these players that uh, you you just wouldn't believe the skill level and they've always had that that was the most amazing thing to me when i went there at first and and i saw in 2002 mike jazz and i actually we traveled to south korea and we were watching the korean national team and they were asking for our, our advice or our help on on playing lane conditions, and they really felt like they had the physical part down, but they didn't understand bowling balls, they didn't understand layouts, they didn't understand surface, and they didn't understand much when it came to how to play the lane conditions as well. Too, so they would put the short pattern down, just like they what they were, you know, we would see a short pattern and a long pattern, for example, uh, at these international competitions, and and we they put down a short pattern, they would hook, and the players would immediately, talented as they were, would take a big step to the left. <laughs> and then try and throw it out to the gutter yeah and it just did not understand that on a shorter pattern that hook that you need to play closer to the gutter not farther away from it you know and it seems so simple now 20 years later you know but 20 years ago it was just like well if the ball hooks you know you move inside if the ball goes you know goes straight you move to the right and kind of Close up your angles. So uh, there's just a, a, a lot that we've learned, and a lot of that knowledge is, you know, it's due to Kegel has done a great job with educating and coaching and, and spreading this knowledge. That's one of the things I loved about John Davis. He was always ready to share his knowledge that he had and promote education. And at Storm, you know, we sort of had that same philosophy, which was, hey, let's go to Korea, let's make them better, let's educate them, uh, let's serve the bowlers there in Korea, and uh, it ended up helping their program and helping bowling grow in Korea. And then, good as it was. We saw it and then have the same kind of philosophy in Singapore as well, too. And they were looking for some help and advice. This was a great, you know, great fun event, great people, lots of great coaching experiences and seminars over the years and and tons of success as well, too, uh, from some of these programs.
1: I was going to say, you guys aren't number one for being dummies. You know, you guys have been on top of it for years and years. As a matter of fact, uh, I know for a fact that uh, Storm sends down their staff uh, to work out of the training center, the Cagle Training Center, always learning, all the players on your teams, even guys like uh, Pete Weber and Norm Duke, all everybody comes down there to try to learn. And that's how you do stay on top. But, you know, before we get done here... Uh, i got a couple more things I want to ask you about. Uh, number one is you guys are so progressive, and you're always on top of things. What can you tell us about what's new in you guys' brand?
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: no, there are
2: uh, a, a lot of new technologies that go in into all of the products that we produce, really, There's a couple of new items we've been working on, um, not only just with our shoes, with the 3G shoes, and also with the Master brand as well, too. Uh, Master, we're trying to separate and kind of identify some of those products a little bit more, have some of the pro shop tools uh, be aligned more under the Master brand, and then as far as Storm goes, be a little bit more under the consumer products type of accessories. And as far as the technologies and the weight blocks go, too, there's lots of development. We've got a couple of really sharp people here at Storm. Uh, Alex Hoskins and, and Hank Boomershine do a lot with that. Chad McLean as well, too, helps out with some of that core design and core development. And, and that's one of the other fun things that part of product development, too, and, and still trying to be active on the lanes as well myself as I get to evaluate some of these products and share my share my feedback, kind of like going way back in the day, uh, in the 80s there with uh, Jack Cook and yourself and John. Still get to do some of that here and uh, share what I think I'm I'm seeing going back to the international side you know, really the uh, evolution and development of the pitch black came directly from working with the teams in Singapore, the the, the men's and women's teams there, and working with Remy Ong, uh, who was their coach, and and Mervin uh, Fu, who was their technical director at the time, uh, and looking at what was needed in the marketplace. And, and they were finding in saw a lot of different countries trying to scramble to gather up these older urethane balls from the 80s and 90s because that's what was working the best on those short conditions, you know, 9, 10 years ago or so. And uh, so kind of fast forward to today, taking some of that knowledge and some of that stuff that I was seeing, going down the lanes and then trying to develop a product that fits that particular need uh, and really dial that product in as, as something that uh, something I enjoy doing and something that really, we kind of collectively here at Storm feel is needed in the marketplace, you know, because it's easy to just develop something with maybe a, a little different color or, or a different surface prep or a different fragrance or something like that. Uh, but to really develop something that, that changes the game takes time and effort, you know, and that's, that's what we love doing here. You
1: guys are unreal. I've been to the plant twice, and I still haven't seen the whole thing because you get walking around, you start talking to people, you start looking at them. Wow, look at this. Wow, look at that. He ended up not being mm. able to see the whole thing. But, you know, you guys are unbelievable. And what I want to do is have you mentioned your website because that's another great thing that people need to know about because so much going on there. Uh, give us your website address, Pards.
2: Yeah, anybody. We, we encourage you to check us out at stormbowling.com. And then the one thing that you'll see, and we've consolidated all of our different brand websites down under stormbowling.com. So when you do go there, you can click on the upper left and see uh, the little shortcut links. to whether you're looking for RotoGrip or 900 Global or Master or 3G, it's all under the same website. So you go to stormbowling.com. And you can find just a, an, an abundance of information there as well. And then know too that when we're looking at uh, even sharing some good technical videos or seeing maybe some of the stuff you're trying to uh, figure out, maybe the 2LS or something else with a pin buffer layout system and some other technical knowledge, our YouTube channel as well too is a is a fantastic resource. So you can just go in there and search Storm Bowling and, and find all of our our technical stuff in our in our YouTube channel. So there's lots of great stuff there.
1: It certainly is. You know, everybody loves to hear stories. Normally, you know, we have time to to tell a few stories on the show, to inject a little bit of humor. And so I got a question for you. It may be just a little bit funny. It may be just weird. It may be odd. But that's me. So my question is, there was a guy that worked, he was a senior bowler, Carnivali or something like that. What was his name? He was involved uh, in balls and testing and that kind of stuff for different companies. Can't I can't think of his name right now. I'm getting old. But anyway, uh, he was a good guy, friend of mine. He bowled the senior tour. He was involved in bowling ball technology. And then you mentioned Hank Boomershine, right? He he's involved he, in ball yeah. technology. And one of the greatest of all time, maybe the best, was Mo Pennell at Edwards uh, uh, from Brunswick. Remember him?
2: Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Ray Edwards. Yep, mm-hmm. lots of great folks. Super smart.
1: Exactly. My question is, why were they all left-handed?
2: <laughs> that is true. You are onto that, aren't you? That that was <laughs> one kind of a crazy thing that that I remember a couple of years ago. We were at uh, there was an IBSIA convention, and uh, I think we had a, a pretty much all of all of the ball designers had been there in the in the room at the same time, and it was. Uh, you know, you th- like you said, you had Mo, you had uh, you had Ray, uh, you, had, uh, uh, Phil Cardinal, you had Phil had uh, Phil Cardinale,
1: that was the name, yeah.
2: Right. Yep. You had him. You you had, and you're like, wait a second. What is the what is the one? And why is that? It, it definitely some kind of a creative part, right? When you're using the right side of your brain, that you you there has to be. You have to kind of think outside of the box a little bit. And I I can tell you that that's one of the things I could say about. All of the folks that you had just mentioned there, which is uh, not just a, a, a conventional straight line thinking, but say, hey, what if we think about things a little differently? What, what could we come up with, you know? And uh, but yeah, you're you were you were right on that, Phantom. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> that is kind of weird, but uh, Pards, I'm looking at the old clock on the wall. We're out of time, and you know, I look forward to talking to you. You know, really, ever since I saw. Uh, Bill the other night, and uh, he says, "Put him in instead of me. He knows more about what's going on." <laughs> he was he was joking around <laughs> a little bit, but that's how much respect he has for you, Pards. But next week we have another great guest on, and I want to thank our sponsors. Our number one sponsor, obviously, is Storm Bowling. Brad Edelman from the High Roller is another sponsor, and also Dave Kowalski, the bowling guru from Michigan. And we thank them for their continued support. And thank you again, my friend. And let's talk again in the near future, all right?
2: I will look forward to it, and I hope to be on shortly. And uh, got a lot more stuff we can, of course, always chat about and go over. And, and thanks as well, Phantom, for all you've done for bowling. Uh, we, Our industry as a whole uh, sure appreciates it and needs that kind of unity.
1: Thanks, Steve. And, and definitely I will be getting in touch with you and have you out more often to pass along the word. So from Phantom Radio, this is the Phantom. When you're down and troubled, and you need some love and care And nothing, whoa, nothing is going right Close your eyes and think of me and soon I'll